my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of <laughs> yesteryear. <laughs> I like it. I like it already. <laughs> oh, Chris, what are we going to review this week? Well, Dave, one of our newer patrons and a great guy, Lee, Dave, who's following me. We're both following each other on Twitter. He's a magician as well, Dave, which is very uh, nice. good. I just wish he'd well, fucking... He's pulled one out of the fucking well, bag I was going to say, he's not pulled a rabbit out of the fucking bag with this one. At one point, Dave, this was rated, this movie, zero on Rotten Tomatoes. It's now <laughs> it's now at the heady heights of 6%, Dave, on Rotten Tomatoes with a 2.4 IMDb rating, which has got to be our lowest ever IMDb rating. So, no, you, you always say about these different ones we do, and this has got to be it. So, he has picked... A movie, an Italian-American movie day from 1990 called Troll 2, but was originally called Goblins and has nothing to do with <laughs> Troll 1, as we said last week. So, Dave, did you know anything about this one? You know, I'd heard of this one, and it was more like in the last few years. So when, obviously, we've gone back and done stuff like Miami Connection, Samurai Cop, and things like that. The Room. You do these movies, and then you see in that conversation that there's talk about Troll 2 as well. Now, I saw the first Troll movie. I don't remember a great deal about it, but I remember watching the trailer of Troll 2, and I'm like, Damn, I don't recognize anything about that. I've got this vague memory of this troll in a house you know from the first one I'm like, what the fuck's going on here so it wasn't until you know i looked into it last week when we were going through it and um it's all yeah it's got absolutely nothing to do with it and it's just basically because it was shit and people thought well it'll make more money as a sequel and most sequels make less money than the first which says what what confidence they had in it But yeah, I'd never experienced this, Chris, before. Uh, Never really watched it. And so, uh, yeah, this was the first time for me. I mean, I I don't know. Had had you even heard of it before? No. The only trolls I'd seen them, Dave, were them little key rings we had, you know, when people had when they were kids with the big, big, long, sticky-up hair. Um, No, I didn't know anything about this. And and obviously, when we saw the trailer, and I think you, you said a great comment last week, you were like... Yeah, they fit all the best bits in the trailer. And I was like, it can't be that bad. But what I love about this, I've gone on a proper rabbit hole of like reading up on the trivia and that. And uh, Michael Stevenson, who plays the young kid, he's done a documentary from about a few years ago, 2010, but it got loads of awards, Dave. It was called something like the best worst movie ever or something. So I'm really interested (laughs) to watch that. So he won like awards at a lot of film um, shows and things like that. But it's the facts, right? This is a true fact, right? That everyone who starred in the movies, the family, thought they were going to audition to be extras and got the main parts in the movie, Dave. <laughs> when 
with the idea. They were all part-time actors, actresses. They went and basically all the Italian production people who couldn't speak English were just sat there smoking cigarettes around a table and that and just give them all the part straight away. The dad, <laughs> just give him the part because he'd give a bit of enthusiasm in the in the audition. I love that. <laughs> I'm just like, that is like, what, what got me is when, I've said it loads of times, when you do the extra stuff, all the extras think they're going to end up being fucking like the guys think they're going to be fucking Ray Winston in the middle of a, you know, a movie or whoever, yeah. you know, they, they think they're going to make it. The women are the same. They think they're going to be Angelina Jolie and you get loads of them. The directors will be there and you'll get people doing fucking cartwheels. I do not lie, Dave cartwheels doing like, stupid things in front of the producers like you know of like people criticizing the producer going would you like me to do this it's like no you just want you to walk across the fucking background and they'll be, they'll be honestly i've seen it be dave, fucking dave, they, they call it i'll never forget this there was a woman right and she said hey i'm an actress me i've been a coronation i was a, um, a paramedic on casualty and uh, i've been a policewoman in coronation street and if you get more than two lines you get paid like as an actor then you know you don't need mm. an equity card but you get a lot more money than just you know uh, walking round. So they call it banana in Dave. So what you do is, you know, when you see someone walking as an extra on a TV show, you've, you have to, you can't walk directly straight. You've got to like curl yourself. I, I said that you curl around, but you, they can't see it on the screen because of the cameras, but that's how you do it. They call it banana. I never forget a saying to that. Well, I think I should do it. Do you want me to do it? And the dad's just like, just banana. And I'm, I didn't know what that meant at the time. I'm going, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and he was having a go at it going, just banana. It's nothing to do with you. Just where and the runners coming over, going, just stop, stop speaking to the director. He's got this thing. And he's like, go and honestly, the fact that these have blagged it. Everyone who I've met on these fucking TV shows, like on extras with Ricky Gervais, they must have hit the jackpot, Dave. I, I, it's, it's unheard of. So I absolutely <laughs> respect the fact they ended up starring in their own movie. That is brilliant <laughs> trivia. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I mean, it's just mad, isn't it? And it, it's. It's just one of those where you just wonder, how did anyone put any money to this <laughs> at all? <laughs> it's bonkers. I mean, with your iPhone, you could make a better movie than this right now, but you don't, you don't see them. You don't even on. I guess if you've scoured YouTube, maybe there's something out there. But even people making videos, like films with their iPhone today, you know, would be better than this. So I yeah. appreciate they've got, you know, the proper equipment, the proper film and everything, <laughs> you know, the lighting, which I thought, I thought the lighting was okay. You know, again, if, if we think about Samurai Cop, you know, that is bad lighting, you know, all the way through. So that's, that's the bar, if you like. So, so at least they got that kind of right in this one but um the thing i noticed chris so apparently the the writer so rosella drudy she had loads of friends who were turning vegetarian and it made her really angry (laughs) (laughs) as a veggie myself i can absolutely understand her perspective not and not in the way that you know i get why she's so angry but i've seen it I've seen people literally get angry at me <laughs> because I choose to fucking eat vegetables. And it's like, she's so angry. She's written this angry fucking script about trolls who are vegetarians. And that's not like fucking, you know, they go off and just eat vegetables. No, they turn people into vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> She's that fucking angry. They are cannibalistic 
vegetables. It's just like fucking hell, and it just it just made me smile at, at like the the like the angriness of her when she would have been writing this. You know, you know what, Dave, and that's a great point. You know what, I'm having fucking PTSD. So you've been veggie for a long time, and, and you did vegan as well, didn't you? you? Were vegan for a long time, and. Uh, I watched Game Changers dinner on Netflix and I, I yeah, went fair yeah. weather vegan. This was around 2019, September till about, I was vegan for six months until about March, April. So we went to lockdown 2020 and then I struggled because there was no vegan food. But, and we went to New York in, in that time at Christmas, right? And I went to New York as a fully fledged vegan, Dave, right? And I, I, my sister's vegan and my brother in law, he's a chef in Canada, my, my vegan chef, my brother in law, and everything. Pete runs a pizza shop now and all that, but he's been a chef for years. And he said, like, America's great for veganism. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets to fucking New York, Dave. Vegas is amazing. Vegan stuff everywhere. New York, fuck me. It was shit, Dave. I was eating fucking nothing. It was abs- I had to get going to Whole Foods. But I've experienced that with Sam. And, I'm, I'm, you know, she, luckily, Dave, she doesn't listen to this podcast. But with Sam, <laughs> her family, you know, you, you, you'd be there. And I, and I did veganism for six months. Then I was a veggie for about another year. And then I started, started eating meat again. And then I went veggie again. And now I'm just back eating meat. The aggression, you are so right, Dave, to like even my own wife, friends, family, like, oh, you fed you. Oh, for fuck's sake, you go to a barbie. And I'd be like, <laughs> I've just brought a couple of burgers here, some vegan burgers, or I've brought some veggie burgers. Just put them on. They don't, they're kind of, I'm not bothered if you, you know, try and cook them to the side. I don't want cooking with the meat. I was proper on it. You know, the veg, vegan stuff was making cakes, the milk, everything, doing it all properly. And you, you helped me a lot. You know what I mean? I understand that. It was great having you there as a backdrop with me. But you were so right. People at work are, oh, for fuck's sake, what are you doing now? And it's like, and I remember saying to one of the lads at work, and I've said to like Sam's family, like, why the hell does it bother you what I'm doing? It doesn't affect you. I'm choosing to eat this way. I was doing it for health reasons to try and lose some weight, and I, and I like the idea of what it does to your body, the health benefits of being a vegan and stuff. So that's why I did it. And I'm like, what the fuck's he got to do with you? And, and honestly, I, even <laughs> Sam and Jordan would come to me. We'd, we'd have a barbecue and I'd have them corn burgers or I'd have like the plant-based burgers, the, you know, the Beyond Burgers, and I'd put them on the barbie, put them to the side, cook them. Jordan would come in front of me with a burger or Sam go, oh, I bet you'd love to eat that. And i go, why are you doing that? What is your problem? Just because I'm being different. Oh, you always like being different. So I agree. And, and just randomly in, in bars and restaurants and my friends, I'm like, fuck me. Like, what is up with you people? Why are you just doing something for yourself? Creates such fucking negativity. It's, it's so weird, but I love that. I didn't know this day she said it. So I love the fact that she's done that because I can completely <laughs> relate, especially in the 80s. I bet it was a killer when this was written. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I remember one time in particular, and it was like a, a work thing, and um, one of the older guys, like, and and he's such a pragmatic, you know, and and level person, but he was visibly angry. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking to myself, like, why are you suddenly bothered? about my protein intake why yeah. are you suddenly <laughs> bothered about what the fuck i put into my body i i don't get it but i mean there might be people out there listening thinking you fucking veggie fuckers and, and yeah, they've, yeah 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 they've stopped listening but i i i don't know there is some 
I don't know, is it a tribalism thing? Is it like, because you don't fit into that same mold exactly, you know, this thing differentiates you, so you become an outcast. Maybe there's something really primal about it, but it's definitely a thing. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. I just it definitely made me think of that when I was watching this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. That's going to have me fucking think about it all day. And I'll say one last thing, Dave, because Sam always says it, and I know it's a saying you've probably heard, and they go, how do you know someone's vegan? Because they'll fucking tell you. That, that, that's yeah. the, that's the, the cliche, but it is true, because you do have to, you know, I mean, I struggled in New York and that, but yeah. Anyway, nothing but to do with fucking trolls too, Dave. That, that's what they off. say. But honestly, in this kind of dinner conversation that I was telling you about, it was the questions coming my way. Right, and it was all because I'd ordered the fucking plant burger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not. It's usually people asking you and prompting you. Oh, how do you do that? And like, are you not wasting away? I'm like, look at me. Look at my fucking gut. Do I look like I'm wasting away? <laughs> fucking wish I was. But um. But anyway, Chris, should we get into the trailer? <laughs> yeah, we put the world to rights there. Sorry, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've opened a debate which may be more interesting than the movie, but let's see, Dave. So let's get into the trailer. You're late. I'm sorry we had a small mishap. Here are the keys. Um, here are ours. Have a nice stay in Mill Park. You in our city. Still telling the same story, Josh? Powers of evil are very strong here. I must leave. Goblins don't exist. Goblins don't exist. And remember. has always dreamed of being a farmer and arranges a home exchange vacation in which he and his family will move to a house in, in a rural farming community of Nilbog. The night before the family is scheduled to leave, Michael's son Joshua is contacted by the ghost of his dead grandfather, Seth. 
Seth warning him that vegetarian goblins want to transform him and his family into plants so he can eat them. Seth tells Joshua that the goblins can transform people into plants by feeding them poisoned food or drink. (laughs) Now, Chris, what do you reckon to the opening of this movie? It's got the most interesting fucking intro ever. And the best bit I'm reading here, Dave, on your bio you've put together is fantastic, is Nilbog is gobbling backwards. Yeah. We are now at Harley <laughs> Davidson and Marberman levels of fuck it, let's just fucking you know be lazy with how we put these together. You know, Jack Daniels and all the other stuff we talked about on that review. <laughs> um this has got to be one of the fucking worst films I've ever seen, I've got to say. <laughs> it starts off. So you've got the young girl there. She, you know, the family are there and they're talking about this. the, the young kid, the centre of the tension in the young lad played by Michael Stevenson. He, he's like uh, Joshua. So he's he's pretty mm-hmm. much the main character, really. The family are there with him and, and they're all played. But his sister is doing some proper fucking 1980s fitness stuff. And then yeah. we get the lad. <laughs> comes in who's who's chasing her and it, 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 I don't know why but it sort of reminded me a little bit of like a, a Grease Danny Zuko type thing and he comes in and he's talking to her and she's like yeah my family hate you and blah 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 and then she goes but I like you and then kisses him but then she's like <laughs> but my dad hates you but do you want to come on holiday with us in the fucking summer and I'm like and then next minute the fucking Marx Brothers turn up at the fucking window the three of them like like the like again like the fucking <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the what's the his T-birds. name the T-Birds and they're there like you know the, well not the it's the Free Stooges that's not the Marx Brothers the Free Stooges and I'm waiting to go hey Larry and doing all that with the fucking fingers and stuff and I'm like this is terrible. And it doesn't make any sense because she's really off with him and, and about the family. And the next minute they're in the car and the dad's going, is your beau coming? And she's like, no, he's my boyfriend. And it's like, well, I thought he fucking <laughs> hated him. He's there in some camper van with his pals and they're going off. I mean, the premise of a, a, a holiday exchange, Dave, is quite ahead of its time. Is is it like Airbnb? Airbnb yeah, thing, isn't it? yeah, yeah, yeah. It may be something that was going on in America years ago, but I don't really think in the UK we've seen that. So quite an interesting concept there. But when they get to their house, Dave, fucking <laughs> hell. I mean, I... You're getting these because you get the flashback at the start, don't you? Of that guy, and he's being chased by like the goblins, even though they're called trolls, is the title, and they're chasing him. But it's when the granddad turns up and he starts talking (laughs) to Joshua Seven, it's just like (laughs) this is the cheapest shit I've ever seen. Like, like it's comically bad. That's what I would say with it. I think that's the thing yeah. why probably Lee's picked it is it's not one of them ones where I'm sat there screaming at the telly going, oh my God, how long have I got left? I'm just like, Jory's on the floor watching it going, how has this been made? And how does it even make any sense in a movie? So yeah, what an interesting start to the movie. Yeah, it absolutely is one of those so bad it's good type yeah. movies. You know, I, I, so many movies you watch and it's forgettable, isn't it? And you're like... Oh, I have watched this. Yeah, I have watched this, but I'd completely forgotten about it. But this one is so fucking bonkers. And again, what I like is that you've got the Italian kind of director and writer, and they not only create this bonkers script, but the dialogue. So apparently, even though these people were pretty much glorified extras, you know, but they were cheap, I guess, um, you know, even they were saying, well, we wouldn't say that, but they were like, no, no, you've got to read what the what the actual lines are. 
So you get these, you get that opening with the story, and it's all a bit Princess Bride, isn't it? You know, I, I imagine they watched Princess Bride and then thought, oh, yeah, this is a good thing. We'll do the grandfather. So rather than Columbo, though, we'll just get this old bloke who's in the next town. And <laughs> it's like suddenly this guy's a fucking ghost. And it's like, oh, that's a bit weird, isn't it? But the mother comes in. And she says, you know, obviously the grandfather's dead. I mean, she doesn't notice the rocking chair there. That's not a bit weird at all. <laughs> but she says, you have to banish him from your mind. <laughs> like, what person speaks like that? But it's like, you know, when you used to play the old Sega games, you know, in the in the early days, like Master System days, yeah, and you yeah. get some of the some of the translations and they were just bonkers, weren't they? They were people with a very loose understanding of English, but not necessarily how to construct sentences. So, you know, she probably wanted to say you need to put him out of your mind or something, or you need to move on or something like that, but you must banish him from your mind. And I, I just, it just stood out to me as just a bonkers fucking line but not as good chris as when they turn up to the house and <laughs> basically you get this mad scene and you know you've got this all of this green goo fucking uh, food and they're like oh look you know they, they've left some food how hospitable they are but the grandfather freezes time and says, you need to sort this out. You know, you need to do something and stop everyone eating this shit because they'll turn into into vegetables and be eaten. So he pisses all, all over, over everything. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing I wanted to get to was the line of his dad because, you know, I mean, you would be a bit fucking pissed off, wouldn't you? So, because everyone's like, what the fuck's happened? He's just pissed over everything. And so the dad takes him up to the room and then he starts fiddling with his belt. And you're thinking, oh, fucking hell, this is all going to get a bit fucking party at Kitty at Studs, isn't it? You know, he's going to stop yeah. fucking giving him a good item with the belt. Like, no, no, Chris. He says, I'm tightening my belt by one loop so I don't feel hunger pains. <laughs> What? I mean, you turned up to the house with no fucking food and were surprised by the food that was there. So now you're fucking starving? Utter, utter batshit crazy stuff. But Chris, it passed the phone test. I was not on my phone, like, fucking distracted. I, I was engaged with this. And I was like, this is fucking bonkers. But I was kind of loving it all the way through. <laughs> And, and it's interesting, you know, I only read it at the end, the same thing you said about the dialogue, because I was the same, I was watching it going, that doesn't make any, the, the context of some of the things you were saying, I'm no fucking wordsmith or anything, but I'm thinking, none of this makes any fucking sense, what they're saying, and like you say, when she's saying banishing from your mind, that's her dad, she's already said it's her, it's yeah. like, oh, just forget about my dad, <laughs> it just it's your granddad, fuck him, you know, it's, but what got me, when he pissed everywhere, Dave, is when, obviously, um, the lad goes running into the fucking town, you know, a boyfriend yeah. and that, and he's running and the cop pulls up in the car. And he goes, Hey son, are you training? And he goes, no, I'm just going. He goes, 
get in. And he gets him in. And what gets me is talking <laughs> no to thanks, him. No thanks, Sheriff. Yeah, have this sandwich. And I'm thinking, oh, that's a fucking mistake straight away. Yeah. But there was a top bit of continuity that got me pissing myself out fucking low budget. Because the budget was only 100 grand for this was. When he takes him to the convenience store and you've got all them blokes and it's like, and none of you's got fucking jobs. You just stood around about 10 years around the doorway. The copper turns his car, and on the fucking passenger side, there's no cop signs or any decals. They've obviously not had enough money to make <laughs> this white car out to be a police car. They've obviously got to give it back to the rental <laughs> firm. So they put the light on. Hit the driver's side's got the cop badge, and and it says police. And then, but on the other side, Dave, there's no fucking police signs or fuck all. It's brilliant as he drives off, and I was like, <laughs> oh, this is fucking shit. And when he goes in the shop. And you're getting like the flashes of the goblins, aren't you? And all this, and yeah, they're all talking yeah. to him, and all this, and it's it's weird, and it's really, I can understand what they're going for, but the delivery on it is just like, oh, this is terrible. This is fucking terrible. Like, like really, the, the way it's put together. I mean, as much as I'm saying about the actors and actresses just being like extras, really, who just ended up being thrown into this like script. The Italian translation here, it's just because, like you said, they were arguing with them, weren't they? They were saying, like, mm. none of this would work. And they were just yeah, like, yeah. they were doing not want for changing anything. And I don't, I don't even know what they were going for. I mean, there's no way this would have made any money anywhere. I just don't understand what they were going for. Because I think even like the practical effects, like, <laughs> get the close ups, <laughs> you can see behind the fucking makeup and that, that yeah. it's a person, you know, the teeth and everything, the way they, because they really zoom in on the goblins' teeth and their eyes and everything. But I've got to say, Dave, my fucking favorite bit is when that lad gets turned into a fucking tree. And <laughs> he, he was in that, they actually cemented his feet into that pot. And when that lad's pulling him, 14 hours he was stood there, Dave. Oh, Jesus 14 Christ. hours. He must have been pissing his pants because you can see when that lad's pulling him, he's fucking can't even pull him. He's trying to get him out and he's fucked. He would have just gone, fuck it, you're dead, mate. Just stay there. I don't want... But there's just bits in it that are just... They're not samurai cop levels of, of like unforgettable, but just like, honestly, I'm watching it going... I cannot believe this has been made into a movie. And I'm sure there's worse ones out there, but this for me is pinnacle of like the shittiest movie we've ever reviewed, I think. Yeah, I think this is the worst horror movie, isn't it? Because that, yeah, yeah. that's what I think they're going for. They're going for this really creepy, vicious thing about these veggie goblins. And I, it's just utter nonsense. And I think the the guy you said who made the, the documentary, I think he was surprised. And I think a lot of them were surprised. I think they do the circuit now, you know, and go around and sign uh, autographs and things like that. But I think everyone was like... This is fucking terrible. Let us not speak of this again. <laughs> I think he he um he sort of became uh, not him actually. It was the other guy who kind of became this meme. So when when memes really started to come to the forefront in the 2010s, I guess uh, that whole thing where he's like they're eating her, and then they're gonna eat me. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that so many times and, and like I didn't really know what it was from but I, apparently that was one of the things that propelled this into people's consciousness again and people end up sort of seeking it out and like raving about how bad it is well you know what I'm just reading the trivia this is fantastic 
Claudio Fragrasso is Grasso is the uh, director, Dave. And obviously, like you said about him doing the circuit, he crashed the Q and A with the cast and was calling them all liars and dogs and everything. Oh, really? He, he heckled them from the hallway because he was slating the movie. He had to be escorted out of the room. He's saying it. This is fantastic. It's like, and he says him and his wife. He's still fuming to this day about how bad. The film was poorly received. Honestly, the fact that you, you're heckling the cast of a movie you've done and get thrown out of a Q and A because of it is fucking. He must have hunted them down to do that. That is unbelievable. Talk about bitterness, Dave. It's mad, isn't it? I mean, he has got quite a lot of strings to his bow. I mean, if you look at his IMDb, he's got fucking loads of movies. But I can't understand how someone who's done that much could look at this and objectively go, nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, does it? I mean, what one of the one of the scenes actually jumps I mean, I've I've jumped a little bit with the lad turning into the plant. Sorry, it wasn't cement, Dave. His shoes were screwed into the pot for 14 hours and he was stood at 14 hours. He's ridiculous. Um. So I apologize, not cement. But one of the bits that got me was when the, um, Joshua goes in on his skateboard and he goes off like he's fucking Marty McFly at one point. He can clearly see it's not him. It's unbelievable, the, the skateboarding. But when he goes into that church and they're all there and he's looking yeah. and they're trying to feed him the ice cream and you've got that yeah. guy who who's that the, the priest who's so creep, the coppers in there, all the same characters that are in the mm. movie. But the dad comes in and it's like they've got hold of his son, the force feeding food. He's like, what's going on here? And he's like... Get in there and start throwing fucking bombs yeah. at people. These fuckers have got hold of your son and just start fucking chinning some people. That's what I'd be doing. I'd be windmilling straight in there if someone older my kid. <laughs> windmilling was yeah. exactly the yeah. phrase yeah. I was yeah. thinking yeah. as well. You, wouldn't you? You'd be like, whoever you are, you're getting dropped, you know, like, or trying to just get him out there safely, you know what I mean? But it's it's his reaction is not in context with what's going on, is it? No, you, you would be going fucking mental, wouldn't you? And you would also get your ass straight out of town. But oh. it's like, oh, right, okay, well, that seems plausible. Uh, come on, son, let's get along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't do that again to my son. No, let's go and stay in this town for a bit longer. Yeah, I, I agree, Dave. Fucking so, brilliant. So, Chris, I, I was just scrolling through there. So, Claudio Fragrasso, again, he's done loads of shit. But in 2022, he, he was the director for Karate Man. And the the basic write-up is, a martial arts champion with a first-degree diabetes mellitus, malicious, mellitus, I don't know what that means, was passionate to fighting. <laughs> <laughs> the losing of the title during the Karate World Championships made him collapse to the ground at the end of the match to a diabetic coma. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Chris, I kind of need to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a short movie, to be fair. But, um, yeah, just bonkers. I don't know oh, if you can get it in English. but We'll have to watch that. That's going to be, a, 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 even if it's just me and you watching it, not, not to the podcast, but it'd be great to talk about <laughs> something like this. But it, it's just really interesting, isn't it? Because, like, the context of the movie, it's like, again, it's one of these ones where it's just set pieces in it. You've got, like, this so-called love story and then there's a bit where the girl's doing some sort of flash dancing shit as well and i'm like that was bonkers what is fucking place, going on? It? yeah it's, it's so weird and and you're right dave it's like 
they have a go then. So then later on, obviously, you know, one of them gets killed sort of thing, but but they're having a go at like the dad and everyone, aren't they saying like, you've killed him. And it's like, you've got these scenes where they're trying to eat the milk, the green milk, and that guy changes into a plant. And when he comes to save him, his friend, it's like the girl who's the maniacal one, She's like something, it's like, you know, like years ago when we were kids, I don't remember, this is going to be a really weird fucking link, but you know, on a Saturday morning, you'd watch cartoons, wouldn't you? And you'd watch, and all yeah. you would get is TV adverts for toys that we would like, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. And you'd always have one, which would be like a potion set or a, a, a magic set. And you'd get a guy <laughs> or a woman dressed like a, wouldn't you, like a vampire or something, and they'd be acting so over the top but they'd be like come and get this right now you know whatever it is some stupid magic set and obviously for me and you it was like mask and transformers but there was always just them random ones that appealed to, to different uh kids and that and and she reminds me of that she reminds me of like an old advert where she's completely overacting yeah you get it for an advert but in a movie it's ridiculous <laughs> it's so bad it's like she you know we said we watched poison ivy with whom you know uh Poison Ivy, Batman and Robin, and Poison Ivy oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's really sexy in it, but she's completely over the top, isn't she? And you can't. I'm never convinced by her as a baddie. It's like she, this, and this is before all. But this woman who's playing it, it's just I don't know what acting credentials she's got, Dave. But my <laughs> god, it is bad, really bad. The the, the parallel to the uh, witch in an acting. Saturday morning advert is pretty damn good, I have to say, because <laughs> that that is what she's playing. I mean, there, there were several times though. I, I thought was she going to get a bit saucy with uh, with the with the one guy who, who they turn into yeah. a plant, but later there is a fucking weird scene where she's got like some Sweet corn God. on the cob, <laughs> and then they, they're having a bit of like. Bit of kissing and canoodling on the uh, on the bed there, and then you get this popcorn coming out of nowhere. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Um, it, yeah, it's pretty sensational. Bonkers. Since I thought we were getting some sexy time because she came to his RV, he was watching it on the telly, wasn't he? And the next minute he goes outside and she's there with the music, and he was like, yeah. "What context? How has this even happened? Is this like a Freddy Krueger dream or something? How yeah. how has he how has he watched this on the screen and gone? Hang on a minute, I think she's outside. I'm like, I, I couldn't I couldn't understand what the the correlation was for that, but again. Fucking sex with a co- with a fucking corn on the cob in your mouth, Dave. I mean, I thought she was going to start fucking putting it places that she shouldn't. Well, but, but, I mean, uh, yeah. you know what I mean. I thought, <laughs> oh my god, it's going to be like a fucking strap on fucking corn on the cob. Here. Is this going to be in a samurai cop fucking route here? <laughs> the veggie goblin. <laughs> yeah, the fucking veggie strap on the corn on the cob. I'm not going to take that, you meat eating <laughs> bastard. Yeah, I'm not going to. Oh, this sounds so bad. I'm not going to. Fr- I'm not going to give you some spoon. I'm going to give you some fucking popcorn and it's sweet and salty have some of that you bastard you know what i mean like like a fucking pulp fiction fucking reference it was really oh, fucking yeah. bad Zed, Zed's dead you know what i mean but, like, i'm not gonna fucking shoot alone i'm gonna shoot a lot of salty <laughs> fucking popcorn in you it was just fucking ridiculous oh dear the mental How the hell imagery we ended up there this, we've gone from veggie ve- vegetarian fucking uh talking about that to someone getting done with a fucking corner on the cob. <laughs> fucking the green giant. I blame Spider Dan. I blame Spider Dan for Dan, making yeah. us watch 
party at Kitty, Kitty and Studs. It's tainted our, uh, our, our not virginal, but uh, clean cut lives. I don't know about that, Dave. I mean, I've just, I mean, I, I don't seen them, but I don't think you'd have seen these in the fucking Green Giant adverts when we were kids, anyway. <laughs> Green Giant. <laughs> Those are the days. Oh, my word. Um, so, you know what I found a slightly weird thing as well? Was some of the dialogue. So the guy who's like the preacher or something, when the grandfather is with Josh, and uh, the preacher kind of sees him, but he says some weird dialogue. He's like, I'm going to banish you back to hell. And I was like, back to hell? Is the granddad the baddie? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was weird. I, I just, I don't know if he just thought, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, let's put that in there. But I just thought it was weird to to have the good, friendly granddad ghost banish back to hell. Yeah, and but also, Dave, and, you've, and I talked about them, the guy dying and the, the copper coming. It was the granddad who, who summoned a bolt of lightning. So now he's a fucking yeah. sorcerer from nowhere. <laughs> he's dungeon he's not, master. Yeah, he's not, he's not just a fucking force ghost. He's now fucking got the full on the force and he can use it to fucking strike down. He's now the emperor, Dave. He, he, and he takes the priest out. Don't even sat on fire. And yeah, I mean, the, there's plenty of signs. If you were an old ear, you know this and we all know this. Anyone with a brain would have gone. I think we need to get the fuck out of here. But this, yeah. this, this family are just like, fuck it, we've paid for this. I don't care if it's one star on TripAdvisor. We're staying for the fucking duration of this holiday. It's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> but even like, because Joshua's seen the goblins all the way through and he's trying to warn them and, and, and warn them and everything. And then it's like, it just gets to that climax at the end on it. And really, I'm saying climax, Dave. It's fucking bobbing. But <laughs> there is a climax to it of sorts. Yeah, I mean, they they all kind of storm the house and everything. And I was trying to think, Chris, I think if I'd have watched this in 1990, I might have found it a bit scary. Yeah. I think there there are some bits in it, you know, especially when Josh is kind of like having a bit of a dream and he's turning into a tree because his ghost granddad has put the shitters up him (laughs) about (laughs) these goblins that turn you into plants. But um, I, I think some of it. But Chris, honestly, when the goblins come on screen, I can't take my eyes off the coke took goblin. There's <laughs> crazy one, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah good spot. There's one yeah. with absolutely wild, mad, coked up eyes, and so uh, just every time, like you see a bunch of goblins, and and you can see they've got the same kind of five masks or something. Oh, but yeah, he always stands out, doesn't he? And what what I did appreciate, Chris, I, I, and not in a just it's so bad it's good kind of way, I did like the twist at the end, you know. So because you often got things like this on, um, was it like Tales from the Unexpected or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Tales you know, from one the of the, some like, of these yeah, yeah. these anthology type things and then you think okay they, they've got rid of the goblins and whatever they're they're safe the family's safe and everything and then the mum goes up for a bath or a shower or something and then turns out you, you get this baseball don't you coming down and we'd seen it earlier the kid had thrown him the baseball and said i'm gonna eat you or something like that and so he goes up and you see that you know, his mum's been turned into a vegetable and, and eaten. And so the kid's like, ah, and you're like, holy shit. And I, I thought that was just a genuinely good twist. 
Yeah, because, I mean, just before that, and it is a good twist, to be fair, just before it, Dave, because that's typical horror stuff, isn't it? Is it's the fact that Joshua saves the day, Dave, and the goblins end up being destroyed and poisoned because he he, he eats a double-decker bologna sandwich, Dave, <laughs> oh, yeah. because the meat in the sandwich makes the goblins <laughs> fucking die, and it's the Stonehenge stone that he touches, Dave, and then it destroys Credence and all the goblins. So, and then, that, But you're right, and then it comes from being at home, and you get the green glow, don't you, and he goes down the stairs, and his mum's there because she's ate some food that, unbeknown to us, Dave, the goblins had poisoned the food again no mention of trolls dave but goblins again but we're gonna call yeah. it troll too and and that was a classic end to a movie we like like this one like you say tales from the crypt tales from the Spectre, whatever where they think they're all getting away and then you turn or you'd have them ones with like dracula wouldn't you and you think you've killed him and then someone else turns around and the teeth are there or you know them last shot on the film and tv show you've seen it so many times so mm. that was that was classic uh horror movie ending one it's just to say we've got more yeah, yeah. Prepare for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. think there were sequels, but but not. I think this. I think Troll Three might be a more of a sequel to Troll One, but uh, yes. I, I haven't watched it. But, but yeah, I do think uh, it, it was good the way, and I kind of forgot the ridiculous way how he got rid of him there. And again, you just imagine this angry Italian woman, like, fucking going to defeat these vegetarians by eating a fucking meat sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> That'll show you, you bastards. <laughs> yeah, because you'd think that we would be an Italian and they've been unwavering and not letting anybody have any like direction to help and they'd have gone with a fucking pizza or lasagna or something, Dave, because everything else has just got their fingerprints no, all to, over. It had to be something meaty, didn't it? I'm yeah. guessing. That, yeah, it did look like lasagna, ingredient. to be fair. The bologna. It did look yeah. the way it was minced and that, but yes. Like a steak, you know, yeah. or a burger. Surely, you know. A burger would have worked. Thinking too much about this, but yes, yeah, that is true. (laughs) So, Dave, shall we get into our scores? Let's go. So, Lee, massive thank you, mate. What? We've gone from one discussion to another, so uh, that's typical of me and you, Dave. Absolutely brilliant. What a movie. Unbelievably bad. Like, it is so fucking bad. But I'm with you. I don't know what's going on with me here, Dave, but it's so bad. It's sort of, I can't say good, but it's sort of not bad. It's just it's entertaining, it's isn't it? Yeah, because it's like, how have you got away with this? Like, so, so for me, I will never watch this again. I'm not going to lie. There's not a fucking chance. I'm not going to be Chris Felt special. Yeah, I'll definitely watch that. I will not watch this ever again. But I will be aware of it. And if people mention it, I'm going to throw it in there to say, oh, you should watch Troll 2 just to stitch him up, really, Dave. So uh, brilliantly put together, ridiculous. The fact the director's still going after the cast after all these years is fantastic. <laughs> like he's blaming it on them. The fact that they like tried to help professional him. actors with exactly. gravitas. Exactly. And they tried to help him and say this wouldn't work and he didn't listen. So the, the blame surely goes at him and the writers and stuff and the producers. But anyway, fantastic. So I'm going to put this in Elm Street, Dave. It is a true Truly, truly woeful movie, but one that I was absolutely dying to speak to you about, and that is for, for the right reasons, just because I knew we'd have an absolute laugh talking through this. So, yeah, great pick, Lee. So what about yourself, Dave? Well, Chris, I, I think I might shock you a little bit here. So for me, I'm rating this on the So Bad It's Good movie scale. 
So I, I just think I, I was kind of obsessed by this. And like you, I was kind of reading all the trivia and stuff, seeing all the backstory. It's just absolutely bonkers. And I do think it deserves its place. It's in the conversation of some of the greatest, worst movies ever. Now, for me, again, it just doesn't quite hit the heights of the likes of Samurai Cop and The Room. For me, those are the absolute pinnacle. But I did rent this first. Then I bought it. Now, Chris, <laughs> seven fucking ninety nine on on iTunes. I, you know, it, it, so a full price fucking film. This movie does not deserve to be that fucking price. But anyway, I just had to buy it. I I will absolutely be watching this again several times. But for me, it's a Pleasantville. It's not quite there up in Cloud City, but there is a slight caveat to that. So I did only have time to watch this one once. Whereas like when I watched The Room, I was like, fucking hell, I have to watch this again straight away. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if I do watch it again, I I think there's enough badness in here that might convince me to to even up it to a Cloud City. But at the moment, I just feel like it's a pleasant film for me. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, Dave, next week's pick is our amazing friend who supports us across the VHS Strikes Back and CD Reality Cast, Lucky Lulu Green. Uh, amazing person she is. So, thank you for all your support. And she has gone back, Dave, to 1988. And I've never heard this one or anything about it. I don't know anything about it. I'm, I'm not sure if you've seen it. But we're going to be reviewing next week Killer Clowns from Outer Space. So let's go. It was a night like any other night. Sounds like Christopher Lambert. Then <laughs> something <laughs> happened. Oh no. You see that? Something different. Star shooting star. Why here? Why now? Oh. <laughs> Why clowns? <laughs> They've been knocking oh, dead all over the universe. What are you gonna do? Knock my block off? <laughs> Soon they'll be doing it at a theater near oh, you. Oh my god. <laughs> Killer clowns from outer space. Maybe they're just cruising through the galaxy and stopped here for a bite to eat. You don't need a police pal, you need a psychiatrist. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> they want to play games? They're messing with the wrong guy. What are you in for? Killer clowns from outer space. It's crazy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
<laughs> now, I do remember this one, Chris. I remember watching it at the time and, and copying it. But uh, I shall say no more than that. Yeah, don't say anything. Oh, my God. So thank you for that, Lucky Lulu Green. Amazing. So, if you want to email us, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media at VHS Strikes Back. If you want to support us a little bit more, get over to patreon.com forward slash the VHS Strikes Back. So, today's roll call of honor is big thanks to Mr. Tony Farina, John Hammond, Blake, Maths, Jack, Herb, Lucky Lulu Green, Kent, Heath, Matt, Timothy, Susan, Justin, Dan. Trent, Stephen, Dylan, Helen, and our great friend, Lee the Magician. So thank you so much, Lee, for today's episode as well, mate. Brilliant, brilliant stuff, Dave. <laughs> that is awesome. Now, Chris, what are you going to take us out with today? Oh, well, <laughs> well, Dave, as I'm stalling for uh, you right now, you can obviously tell that I did decide to close down the... Um, <laughs> the quotes page for Trolls 2 and I'm just wasting time because I've just got it back up now. Let me investigate what we can say, Dave. Um, I, I can imagine that this never got the Barry Norman actual uh, treatment when we were kids, Dave. I can't imagine that. It been I used to love that when I was a kid, that show. Oh my it was God. great, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Right. Oh no. Right, so Dave, we've got one line. Here we go. They're eating her. And they're going to eat me. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed that, Dave. I want to go and eat some corn on the cob. <laughs> it was better writing than him, to be yeah. fair. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on, wax off. One ring to go. All right. Ding, ding. Bless you all. Go for it. Well, here we go. Ain't so bad. 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 You must be crazy or something. I'm crazy. You're just a stupid fool. Yeah, maybe you're crazy. Ain't breathing heavy. He's a fool. He's stupid. I've seen you in six months.